Hello and welcome back to Igniting Consciousness Podcast, or if you're visiting here on the YouTube channel. As I told you last time, I was talking about how you can act in accordance with the natural law and practice natural hygiene. I went over in that last episode talking about all the various ways that is, only breaking them down a little bit because I wanted to have a little more time to talk about each of those elements and each of those constituents one by one a little bit further. So without further ado, let's get started. The first one is eating foods that we are designed to eat. What are the foods that we are designed to eat? Let me tell you, fruits, vegetables, herbs, nuts, and seeds. Okay, you notice I didn't say anything about animal products in there. Contrary to popular belief out there, everyone thinks you need to get your calcium through your milk. You gotta drink milk. Okay, well, let me tell you, let's just back up a little bit. When you were a baby, you were designed to drink mama's milk. My daughter, Sedona, is designed to drink my milk right now. She is a human baby drinking human mama milk. Was not designed to drink cow's milk, okay? So we'll break that down a little bit more. Cow's milk is good for a baby cow. Seems very obvious whenever I say that, but how many of you, those of you watching right now, and how many of you maybe even realizing, like, oh, I don't drink milk because I'm lactose intolerant. So cow's milk, perfect for a baby cow. Also realize that a baby cow grows a lot faster than a human being does. A baby cow can grow up to be 400, 500 pounds plus, right? A human baby is not going to be needing the same nutrients that a 400, 500, 600, however many large of an animal that a cow can be, a human baby is not gonna need the same nutrients that a cow would need. So just putting it down black and white like that. So in cow's milk, it has a lot more protein in there than what is needed. That's another conversation we're gonna go into in just a moment here, talking about protein and the beliefs of how much protein we think we need. I'm not gonna talk about the numbers or anything, I'm just gonna talk about the big overall picture here. So whenever a baby cow is drinking mama cow milk, okay, first of all, it's raw. It's not pasteurized or heated up to take out all of the other fungus and parasites and everything else and diseases and stuff that cows get because cows are not supposed to be producing more milk than what they were designed. And this goes into the conversation of the fact that a lot of cow's milk has a bunch of hormones being pumped into it because that mama cow was not designed to be having that much milk. It was designed to produce the milk for its baby cow when the baby cow is needing it, right? So what we're doing when we have all this mass production of milk is that we're making the mama's button, the mama cow's body think that it needs to produce milk. And it does that by way of us injecting it with hormones, synthetic hormones at that, and regardless, it's causing these reactions in the body because the body doesn't naturally do that. If we're adding the hormones in there, mom, the mama cow is producing more milk. Then let alone how often is the udders being pulled and pressed. And I'm giving you this visual because this is the milk that you're drinking. When you're going into this store and you're looking for that red labeled or the pink or blue or whatever cap milk, this is what's happening prior to it getting capped off inside of that container that you're getting it from is that the milk is coming out and then sometimes they get mastitis and they get infections and everything else because it's being pulled out and sucked out of them way too often and it's not normal. Uh, again, the hormones might be not, they need to inject it with more hormones, let alone what is the stress level that is stressful on the body that is not normal, so it's stressful on the body. So now it has a bunch of endorphins or the adrenaline and the stress hormones like pumping out in it, the cortisol, right? So that's getting pumped inside of it. On top of that, 
There is like parasites, like what's the diet of the, of the cow? Where is it at? Parasites and everything else that is inside of the milk, okay? But then it's like, okay, no problems. We can burn it off because we've learned that bringing things up to a high temperature can kill off parasites and bacteria and all these other things that we don't want inside of our body. So what we do, we go through the process of pasteurization of that milk. And so the, the milk, now any of the constituents or any of the products in there that you actually, the minerals that you think you're, all the minerals that are in there are actually getting heated up. And now they don't work the same way they once did before. So now you think about that, the minerals that actually could be kind of helpful wouldn't be good anymore. And then now we're burning off all the other stuff and you're messing up the components and let alone the energy of the milk, which how about this for perspective? That milk that I just talked about, would that be given to the baby cow? No, it wouldn't. Because that baby cow would not be able to utilize that milk the way it needs to utilize that milk for it to grow up and to be a healthy cow, right? So anyway, we put that inside, we bottle it up and then we send it off and that's what you're getting to put on your cereal or to you know think you're getting your calcium and everything else, which by the way, that's not where we get our calcium from. Calcium, you get the appropriate human necessary amount of calcium from your vegetables, fruits and vegetables. In fact, you get the most amount of your calcium from those dark leafy greens where it's combined with flavonoids and like, like salts and all these other components that come together because in the system, we not only, it's like we don't just take calcium pills. You can take calcium pills and sure, you can see an improvement maybe in your nails. You notice that you're, you're, not, you're feeling stronger, you get a little more energy. But the moment you stop taking those calcium pills, get brittle, brittle nails again. You get start getting all the symptoms and issues you had to begin with because taking the calcium pills itself is not solving the problem. So reversing back to talking about dairy in particular, let alone drinking that. So the calcium, they add that calcium in there because the calcium, remember I talked about pasteurization, it gets burned off. So they add extra stuff in there to make it seem like it's still good for you. Like we weren't even designed to drink cow's milk to begin with. And then they're also adding vitamin D. Notice that like red labeled one, it says like, oh, it's added vitamin D because people recognize in the big ag, recognize that we need vitamin D in order to absorb calcium in the body. So the fact the whole got milk campaign was all marketing and all a ploy. And for you getting big ag and big dairy industry, a little more of this because you're wanting more of that milky. And then the cow is producing more milk. And it's just a horrible scene for the cows, let alone the scene and the situation and everything that it's in, in the process of doing this. And it's not doing any good for our body. Okay let alone milk is very acidic in the body. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about basic chemistry, alkaline and acidity. So if we're looking at the pH scale, it goes from zero to 14, the higher the number. So if we go seven up to 14, the more alkaline it is seven and below, the more acidic it is. So the lowest being obviously one or negative or anything like that. So acidity. Now think about acids, acids burn. Okay. We don't want acidity inside of our body. The only place inside of our body there should be acidity is the stomach because acidity is what will break stuff down. Okay. So the stomach is the only place where there should be any kind of acidity happening in there so we can break down the foods that we are eating. Okay. So rewinding back, we want most of our diet. We want everything that's going in to be alkaline. Everything's about a balancing, right? So we want like, we want, we want this like almost a neutral point, but leaning more on the alkaline side is what we want. 
And so fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds are all alkaline. Now, sometimes they can form a little acidity. I'm not gonna go into the details on that based on the way your body utilizes it, okay? So dairy is very acidic in the body and acidity. So think, I think acid, you think burning. So if you get acidity inside of your body, your body's going to automatically do things to quote, put the fire out, okay? One of the ways that your body does that is it forms mucus. It pulls out, uses fat, and it throws fat down in areas. Milk is one of the number one causes of in, like mucus forming membranes, sinuses, itchy, um, mucus forming in throughout the entirety of the intestines around the lining and everything else, and then let alone mucoid placking. Mucus is also what builds up, can, and then the body will also pull calcium out of your bones. The body will pull calcium out of your bones, also lower the acidity. And I'm just talking about dairy right now. I haven't even started talking about animal meat and animal protein because we were not designed to eat animals. We were not designed to eat animal meat or animal protein. They cause acidity inside of the body. I can go so much further into that if you guys would love to hear about it, but it causes so much acidity in the body. And this is also the number one cause that leads to cysts. What are cysts? Cysts are accumulation of acidity because your body is so smart. Your body is so smart, I promise you. Your sperm and egg came together to form life, to form you. Your body really knows how to function and how to do all of its appropriate ways of allowing you to be functioning as a healthy human being, but we just don't trust it and think we need to take other things to do it. So whenever the body has a lot of acidity in it, like I said, it'll, it'll try to put the fire out because acidity burns. If you had acid on your hand, it would burn and you would work to get it out and get it off your hand as quick as possible. This is happening inside of our bodies and it causes mucus. The inflammatory process starts. Why? Because, well, it's a normal body reaction whenever there's a fire, a situation happening inside the body. You want your body to respond and it's putting out the troops, so to say. It's going to try to put out the fire. With the pulling out fat, pulling down fat in particular areas because that puts out and encapsulates the acidity. And that's the other thing. Notice I said encapsulation. It starts to encapsulate the acidity. That's what cysts are. Okay, a cysts are areas where there's been acidic things floating around inside of the, like in the bloodstream and then it's going into the cells and causing damage around different tissues in the body. And then it starts to form around it so that way it doesn't go elsewhere because the body is really smart and trying to help you. The body is trying to help you. So whenever you have cysts, tumors, cancers in your body, the body is trying to help you by encapsulating something that shouldn't be there. So if we keep consuming things, and I'm just talking about the foods that we eat right now. If we keep consuming things, not allowing it any time to get through or put out the fire, it's going to continue to build on top of itself. So it is just this vicious cycle that begins. Again, I can go further into that talking about this. So cysts anywhere where they form, right? So we want the body to be more alkaline. What you can do right now is you can start consuming more fruits, more vegetables, nuts, and seeds so that way you're getting more alkaline products inside of your body. Now there's some people that are going to be like, I have an allergy against nuts and seeds and legumes and this and that. I'll tell you what, a lot of times those allergies, you would not truly be allergic to those things if it weren't for all the other acidities from all the animal products, all the milk, and all these other fake foods, high fructose corn syrups, and all these other fake sugars and then let alone the starches and then mixing in with the animal proteins and it is just a recipe for disaster, okay? 
We need, if you consume more of those alkaline foods in your body, and then you start decreasing, and let alone, what it's going to do is you consume more of those foods, it's going to fill you up. It's going to fill you up. You're going to start getting your body to give it the opportunity to heal because when you're not consuming animal products or drinking milk, as I talked a lot about that just now, then your body doesn't have to work so hard putting out the, like trying to put out the fire, having the inflammatory process happen, having the breakdown process happening. So because your body, whenever it has inflammation and chaos happening inside of it, that's its main focus because it's so smart. It wants to take care of you and protect you. So it doesn't have the opportunity to truly break down the foods that you're, digest the foods that you're eating, let alone absorb the nutrients from any of the foods that are actually nutritious in your body, then utilize those nutrients and then eliminate, okay? So you notice I just went through four different stages right there. So let's take a little segue. There are four basic processes that happen within your body with the foods that we take in so it can be utilized, and that way it can provide energy and it can allow your body to function and do all the automatic things that are happening. First part is digestion. You eat and the digestion process automatically starts inside your mouth right away. You have enzymes that start to be released. So it starts to break things down, starts to send signals in throughout the body, let your body know what's about to come down the food hole and down the pipe and moving forward. Isn't that amazing? Your tonsils are part of that introduction and telling your, your body what it is that it's, a, it's ingesting to kind of prepare the rest of the digestive system on what it needs to do. So for those of you that had your tonsils removed or adenoids removed, we think that, oh, those are just pockets that capture those mucus balls. We talked about mucus with animal products, with milk, right? We just think that they just capture things like that and they don't really have any other function. No, they're part of the digestive. They literally are part of the digestive tract and they're part of your immune tissue as well. They're, those are important areas and important glands that are helping your body to digest and yes, helping to capture things that aren't supposed to be in there, right? So if you don't have those tissues, you don't have your anoids, you don't have your tonsils, because they're so quick to want to cut those out because they're like, oh, you're getting a sore throat all the time. You're getting like all these mucous membranes. I was a person who suffered from that on a regular basis, by the way. I also had recurrent ear infections. Think about ear, eyes, nose, throat doctor, E-E-N-T, because all of these are all connected, right? That has everything to do with mucus forming, sinuses, and then starting to go into digestion. So getting off a rampage, get off a little tangent right there once again. Just giving you this concept of how the body's so smart and everything is connected and we need every part of our body, like the adenoids and like the tonsils. So if you don't have that, it is so important that you allow your body the opportunity to break down the foods and not keep filling it with junk and crap that's breaking down your body because it is breaking down your body. It is pulling more calcium from your bones. It is causing brittle bones and breakdown. And when you get signs like from your skin and your nails and other things, your eyes, those are symptoms letting you know that things inside are not functioning the way that they need to. So digestion is the first process. And then we have absorption. You've probably heard about this in your science classes, your physiology classes, right? Learning about absorption happening within your small intestines. They have these little finger-like projections that absorb things. If you've heard about um, issues like celiac disease and all kinds of digestive disorders and stuff like that, they're talking about how these little finger-like projections, they start to open up more and they start to absorb things that are not supposed to get in. Yeah, that's part of it. And why does that happen? Because there's a lot of inflammation happening in the body from the types of foods that we're eating. In this case, gluten, which is another molecule that causes and wreaks havoc in the body because we were not designed 
to have these glutinous molecules in our body and like in not designed to have it in our body, okay? Not like that, not on a regular basis by any means. That's not providing us the nutrients. It's gluten, think glue is in the word because it draws things in and it puts things together. It glues, it compacts. It's what's used as fillers and, and all kinds of foods and everything to kind of give it a little more substance and to keep things together, right? Well, that same thing happens inside of your body. Let me give you a little example, okay? If we're gonna talk about gluten right now, the gluten molecule, which is inside wheat, barley, and rye, okay? So the gluten molecule, um, like I said, I'm giving you the example. So whenever you have paper mache, right, for instance, what do you use? You use flour. You could use flour and water flour and water, and you could put that on paper, get it all wet, right? And then make a paper mache. You could use glue, but you could also use flour and water. I remember doing that as like a science experiment whenever I was a kid. So most of you know what I'm talking about with this. But look, it acts as a glue. Do you know that from that science experiment as a kid? What is that doing inside of your body? Let alone when it's combined with other things like starches and potatoes, and then let alone you're eating your animal meat, the whole good old, you know, meat and potatoes kind of a thing. That is the recipe for disaster because ugh, let's rewind it. If you're not even able, like one, we're not designed to have it like that. That is acting as glue. The starches also act as a glue inside the body. And then the protein, which our body is not designed to have, it's causing inflammation, irritation, mucus, all these other things are happening. And your body's like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm going to try to digest it and do what I can and try to pull what I can from it. And the digestion time is different for everybody. Also has a lot to do with what you've been eating, how the breakdown process has been. I'm just talking about digestion and absorption. So rewinding back, the absorption, those finger-like projections, they absorb the minerals and nutrients, flavonoids, salts, etc. what they need to provide energy, because then that goes into the bloodstream, that goes into your cells, and it gives your cells the ability to repair, regenerate, and do the functions they need to do. The other process, so we've got digestion, we've got absorption, and then we've also got utilization. How well the food that you're putting inside of your body is being used, okay? Well, if it wasn't designed to have these certain things, that's a, that's interesting. How well is it going to be used? Your body's going to do, try to do as much as it can, try to put out all the fires through the inflammatory process, which like I said, is normal and doing everything else it needs to do. And then eventually eliminate, which is the fourth process. Okay. So we've got digestion, we've got absorption, we've got utilization, and we've got elimination. How many people don't eliminate the foods that they eat very well? Yeah. So just, just so you know. You're supposed to be eliminating after every meal that you have. How many of you are like, oh no, I go regularly once a day. Oh, did you only have one meal today? Did you have one meal yesterday? Did you have one meal all the other days prior to that? Probably not. Most people, the standard American diet, they're usually going on the American schedule, whether it's just like maybe you have breakfast and you have dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just lunch and dinner, doesn't matter. You're having more than one meal a day. And so if you're only eliminating once a day, where's all the other stuff? It's being caked and backed up in your body because your body hasn't had the opportunity to digest it properly, hasn't had the opportunity to maybe absorb it properly, maybe didn't have the opportunity to utilize it properly, and then it's not able to be eliminated because the tissues are, are they're sad. This <laughs> is sad. The standard American diet, SAD, because it's a sad diet is what it is, because our bodies weren't designed to do that and to function that way and to process those because it's not nutritious to our body. It's not helpful for our body. It's wreaking and causing more havoc and causing breakdown from cysts, 
to tumors, to cancers, to mucus forming types of allergies and symptoms and sinus issues and the list go and digestive issues and the list goes on. So what were we designed to eat? Fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds and herbs, okay? And the other video I talked about carnivores, omnivores, herbivores, and frugivores. So for those of you that don't know what those are, carnivores, perfect example. Cats, your, your household cat was designed to eat meat. You aren't, but your cat really was. So wild cats out there, I mean, just take a look at their teeth. What does their teeth look like? They have these fangs and they have claws and they can climb and like rip and shred and tear apart, you know, like a lion going after a zebra. That's what you think about. They were designed to eat meat, okay? They were designed to eat other things as well, but they were definitely designed to eat meat. And we are not carnivores. I know there's such things as a carnivore diet because going through the keto movement and you're trying to lower your sugars and you're like, oh, because the problem is, is all the sugars, it's problem with like processed sugars, but fructose, meaning coming from fruit, natural sugar, we were designed to have that. We were designed to have that, okay? So carnivores, that is the cats, wild cats, things with claws, they have teeth, they can shred, they can rip. Their digestive tract is not as long as what ours is, which good thing because protein, animal meat, it takes a long time to break down in the body. So we as human beings, I think they say that we have our digestive tracts are 10 times the length of our arm or something like that. Really long, like, I mean, I remember in school they talked about it, it could extend out the length of a football field, okay? From, from the top all the way down to the bottom. Now for pure carnivores and their digestive tract is not that long. So they process and eliminate things a lot faster too. And they were designed to do that. They don't have, their, their, their teeth were designed in a way for them to own, like to shred and to do everything they needed to from the beginning in their mouth to be able to break down that food. Our teeth are not shaped the same way. The, the, the direction, the way they break down, we don't, we're not designed to shred things like that. We can move our mouth in all directions but we weren't designed to shred like the way they do, okay? So that already changes the way that the breakdown and digestive process starts just from the beginning, let alone the length of our digestive tract that is not, that is way longer than a carnivore because protein takes a really long time to break down in the body, let alone if we weren't designed to consume protein, let alone that type, that type animal protein specifically. We need proteins in our body because amino acids are the building blocks which proteins break down into amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of our bodies, of all our cells, all of our structures, all of our tissues inside of our body. So we need protein, but not animal protein. Not animal protein, I know. Mind blown. Not animal protein, okay? So those are some of the differences there. Then um, let's go into omnivores, our dogs. Like cats can kind of go and, but wild cats are definitely carnivores, but our dogs and birds are omnivores, okay? They also don't have the same mouth structure as what we have. Their digestive tract is a little bit longer than cats, but not as long as ours. And dogs can eat herbs, they can eat vegetables, but they can eat protein as well, okay? So omnivores meaning they can eat, they, they were designed to eat like animal protein, animal meat, okay? But they're also designed to eat vegetables. So your dog, my dog, who's a mutt, her name is Ginger, I get her raw food because she was designed to eat raw food as if she was out in the wild and had to go after a squirrel, which she'd love to go after the squirrel, break it down and eat all of its parts. I know, giving you a visual because I'm sure a lot of you have animals, okay? Um, and she was designed to eat vegetables too, and she can eat fruits, okay? My dog, she loves bananas. 
So I get her raw food so that way she can eat her species specific diet, okay? So omnivores, you think dogs. And we've got herbivores. Herbivores are like cows and horses, okay? Are cows and horses eating other cows and horses? No. Are they eating any other animals? No. Cows produce cow milk, horses produce horse milk. Horse milk is good for baby cows. Cow milk is good for baby cows, okay? Or baby horses, horse, cow, cow. You'll see what I mean with that, right? Okay, they don't eat protein. They were designed to eat, what they do? They go, they're eating hay, they're eating grasses. They were designed to eat hay and they eat grasses. And what's crazy, think about this, they're not eating animal protein. And how big are they? Thousand pound animals, upwards of a thousand pounds worth of an animal that is not eating animal protein. But I thought I needed protein to get big and strong. I thought I needed my cow milk to get big and strong. No, no, just think about that, okay? They're herbivores. They were designed to eat grasses and herbs and their teeth, their structure, they have flatter teeth. They grind, right? They grind and gnaw and gnaw. And then their whole digestive tract is totally different. Cows have multiple different uh, stomachs to break down and process it because it, again, like digesting their, or their herbs or their grasses take a while to go through. But notice they're not eating animal protein. Then there's frugivores. Frugivores, humans are frugivores. We are frugivores. The apes, you've got some other birds and frugivores and like I said, apes. Think about, okay, let me give you an example. So think about a gorilla, okay? They're strong animals. They are big animals and they can do some damage, okay? But what do you see them eating? They're eating like, parts of a tree. There can be bamboo. It's grasses, it's leaves, and they're eating fruits and nuts and seeds. Frugivores are designed to eat herbs, nuts, seeds, vegetables, fruit. We are frugivores. We most similar, we're most similar to frugivores, like apes. Apes are the closest that we look, we resemble as far as our teeth structure, our digestive structure, the length of our intestines, Remember I was talking about proteins taking a really long time to process. So notice that carnivores that are definitely designed to eat animal meat, it is shorter. So the proteins, as they can work out of the body, when protein gets backed up, it putrefies. Saying that word just sounds disgusting to me. Putrefaction is whenever protein has been sitting inside of your body and it putrefies and it smells. It Ugh, it's odorous. That can, that odor can come out of your mouth. That odor can come out of, out of your armpits. It can come out all different areas of your body because you have pores which eliminate things. And if you're not eliminating, so if you're not going through any of the four processes, if you're not digesting it well, if you're not absorbing, if you're not utilizing, if you're not eliminating, then the body's going to go through and try to eliminate in other ways. And one of those ways, if it's not through fecal matter, through pooping or peeing, then it's going to try to eliminate through what we call the third kidney of your body, which is your your integumentary or your skin, which is the largest largest organ on the body. So it'll come out through your pores, okay? And that's that body odor that people will get is that putrefaction, that backup, that dying dead tissue, okay? Which is a whole nother thing. Frugivores were designed to eat all live food, live and colorful, that's the other thing. Frugivores, when I talked about their math, and I talked about that we have eyes that see color. Eyes that see color so we can see the ripeness. We can see whenever a fruit is ripe enough to eat it. The best time to eat it. We can see all those colors. It gives us feedback. It gives us information whether we thought about that or not. Okay? We, have, we can see color. Dogs don't see color. They're omnivore. Cats don't see color. 
And then when it comes to horses and cows, I'm not really sure if they see color or not, but I know that frugivores see color because we're supposed to see the color of our fruits naturally in the environment, okay, where, where it would be. And then not only that, we have opposing fingers. So we have opposing fingers so that we can grab, we can peel, we can rip, we can pull apart and grab, okay? Other, notice, carnivores, cats, wild cats, they can't grab, they claw. They have long nails for purposeful rip and shredding purposes. They don't do this. Your dog doesn't do this. Even my dog, who's pretty deck like pretty dexterous which is really weird like she has they have paws though their paws can't grab stuff like we can grab right same thing with horses and the same thing with cows they have hooves they can't grab stuff okay we as frugivores are designed to grab things to pick the berries to pick the vegetables to pull things out peel them apart eat them right like that I already talked about the intestines okay and so think about think about when it comes to starches fermentation all the wine drinkers out there, even your beer drinkers out there. Okay, you love your beers and you love your wines and how does it work really? It's it's fermenting, okay? The, the, the fruits are fermenting. And then when it comes to the, the glutinous protein and the wheat, barley, or rye, like rye being utilized for the beers and stuff like that, it has to, has to break down and has to create something else. So we talked about putrefaction when it comes to protein, and then there's fermentation that happens with vegetables and fruit, okay? Fruit breaks down and moves. Naturally, it moves really fast through the body. So fruit is amazing for the tissue buildup and regeneration inside your body and cleansing the body. You ever hear about taking prune juice because you wanna clear the chute really quickly or drinking some beet juice so you can clear the chute really quickly? Yeah. So the fruit moves through the body really quickly. Vegetables are more of your mineral builders is what they are. And then I talked about them and the vegetables have the appropriate amount of protein that we need. So I'm not saying we don't need protein, we absolutely do. But we don't need protein from an animal. We need protein from the fruits and the vegetables. And it mostly comes from the vegetables, definitely from the dark leafy greens. And it comes in the amount that you need. Not in, in the right type that you can utilize, you can absorb and you can utilize appropriately and the amount that you need. You don't need to take extra supplementation or anything else if you're consuming plenty of fruits and or plenty of vegetables and plenty of your leafy green vegetables. That's why green juices are so good. They're so regenerative. They're so restoring. They're so cleansing. They're so healing because your body's in a constant state of elimination. Your body's continuously going through digestion, um, absorption, utilization, and elimination all the time. And it's always going on with breakdown. So it goes into a whole other conversation where we're talking about the fact that this, when you're eating foods that we're not designed to eat, it causes inflammation and irritation inside the body, which causes the body to have to respond to that rather than being able to break down, utilize, absorb, which is what's fueling our cells in our body. We're made up of trillions of cells. Every organ in our body is made up of cells. Cells make up tissues, tissues make up organs, organs make up organ systems. We have trillions of cells inside of our bodies and each and every one of our cells are living, they're alive. They need to be nourished with good fruits, vegetables, herbs, okay, nuts, seeds. So just give me that perspective. These are the foods that we were designed to eat. And think about this, we do not need to kill our foods to bear its fruits. Live foods, fruits, vegetables, doesn't need to die in order to bear its fruits. Think about that. So that's a whole other thing, talking about the energy. Okay, 
fruits have the highest vibration. And then you're like, okay, energy, fruit. Now you're getting all crazy on me. This is igniting consciousness. Welcome to the podcast here. Welcome to the YouTube channel. We've got to talk about energy. Energy is vibration. Energy is frequency. Energy is life. Okay. Life has energy. We are alive. It's because we have energy. We're expressing energy. We talk about, we know when people have bad energy and we also know when people have good energy. Our foods have good and bad energy. Okay. Our foods that have are more full of energy are more nutrient dense. They provide more energy for our body. Animal products. When you eat them, are they alive? No, they're not alive. And you don't eat them raw, although there's a movement going on saying you need to eat your raw liver and raw this and raw that. I can understand why they're saying that, especially when you're having breakdown, whenever you're wanting to do, it's one thing you can take glandulars in order to build things up, but we are not designed to eat dead tissue. That's the other thing. Even if it's raw, it's dead tissue. That animal did not decide that it wanted to provide its lungs for provide its you know, it's meat for you. Like that animal wanted to live and survive and have life just as much as you wanted to have life. So without getting into that conversation, it's dead tissue, which means it does not have life, which means it does not have energy. We need to consume life likes life. We need to consume high energy foods. Fruits are the highest energy. They, they repair, regenerate, they heal, they replenish, they cleanse, they clear. We've got our vegetables high vibration which is a it's not as high as energy as what fruits are but it's still high energy and it's providing nutrients it's building things up it's providing the protein for the building blocks of the body and providing the minerals so you think of the building up and then we have the nuts and the seeds which are providing the fats the essential fatty acids that we need inside of our body as well and then of course you can consume you know other types of things like sometimes the starches and this and that but overall we are not designed to eat the standard American diet, sad diet, okay? So we wanna think about eating life, having life and it does not have to die in order to provide nutrients, provide life for us, life for our loved ones. And if you're a mom, breastfeed that child, give that baby the best nutrients that you can give, which is coming from you. Quality of your milk does matter from the stuff that you're eating because it does affect your milk quality and that will directly affect the baby which I'll give you um, some information about that. And I can I have direct examples for myself whenever I don't eat the proper stuff. I'm not eating animal feet, but, uh, animal feet. I don't eat animal feet. And I wasn't eating animal protein or animal meat by any means. Not, and that includes eggs. That includes eggs, okay? Eggs, we were not designed to eat eggs. I know people want to do that for their fat and for their protein. We were not designed to eat eggs. I know they're so good. I used to be on the keto diet. I used to consume a heck of a lot of eggs and a lot of animal fat and a lot of animal protein. And the reason why it does help with people is because you're staying away from processed sugars, you're staying away from genetically modified foods, and you're staying away from other processed foods, okay? So a lot of people will change their diet and that does help them. So if you're doing that right now, I'm just letting you know, I was there, I get it. It was part of my journey of learning until I realized and knowing what I know now, I will never go back because that was that was part of my journey. It was better than having like processed sugars, genetically modified and GMO, right? Genetically modified foods. Well, now the other part was the carnivore diet and eating high animal fats and protein. My body was not able, down, able to break it down. I was, it was there was so much putrefaction 
fermentation happening inside the body. Fermentation also stinks. I started talking about with wine and beer lovers with fermenting. Well, that fermentation from the fruits happens inside the body. And if protein takes a long time to go through the system, and then you have something like fruit that likes to go through the, some of the system fast behind it, then now the, the fruit's gonna ferment. And I said, it goes through fast, it's gonna ferment faster. So think about fermentation and putrefaction happening inside of your body because you're not digesting the protein, the animal meat protein. And then the fruits that are going through your body trying to do a good thing, it's trying to push stuff through and it's having to go slow, slow, slow through your digestive tract because you have all this animal protein that's backing it up and not being able to process through. And then now that fruit's going to ferment and that also is gonna cause issues inside the body because it's gonna have smells and everything else associated with it. So I've given you a lot to take a chew of, right? <laughs> a lot to bite off right there. So talking about the processes of the body, the, the life, are you consuming life? But we're frugivores, we are frugivores. We are not carnivores, we are frugivores. Comparing that with the other species that are similar and like us, like I said, I was talking about gorillas. Gorillas are not small, they're not wimpy, they're very strong. And then same thing, here's a little FYI too. A baby gorilla, how much do you think a baby gorilla weighs when it comes out? It's about four to five pounds. A baby gorilla, now they start growing up a lot faster and they can grow up to be several hundreds of pounds as well as an animal. So just think about that with us mamas and the babies that we're having and everything too. What are we consuming inside of our body that's now putting the like not the best hormones inside that baby as it's growing, let alone feeding the baby. And if you're not breastfeeding and you're formula feeding, what is inside it? It's usually cow's milk inside that formula. And we know we're not designed to have cow's milk. We've got that casein protein in there. I talked about the gluten protein. We got the casein protein, the casein molecule, all the issues that that causes alone. So people consume fruits, vegetables, herbs, nuts, and seeds. That's the way we were designed. And we were designed to have it in its rawest form. So that's another thing. I talked about the fact that the keto diet was a step in the right direction because you weren't having processed and genetically modified foods and you weren't having the, the horrible sugars and stuff like that. But then it, but you're cooking your food, you're consuming animal, pro, animal meat, and you weren't designed to do that. So vegan comes in. Vegan is great, but there's all types of vegan, right? There's wrong vegan where we're trying to still consume the foods we weren't designed to eat, but we're trying to like make it the vegan version and we're still consuming gluten, which we weren't designed to eat gluten like that, let alone it's genetically modified. So without going far into just the whole gluten scene right there, the big things is like the rawest form is the highest energy when it's in its raw form, meaning uncooked form. So a lot of people, they're like, oh, I have fruit. I have like vegetables, but they cook their food. They cook it and they kill off all the enzymes and all the high vibe energy nutrients that it provides for the body whenever you cook it. So try to consume it and it's like, and it's in its pure form and it's raw form, okay? So that way you're not breaking it down. Some, some of the five things, and this comes from John Rose and also comes from Dr. Robert Morris. Some of the five, what they say, the fall, five major things that were the fall to man was cooking our foods, was um, animal meat, animal protein, consuming dead things, consuming animal products. It was having uh, processed foods, genetically modified foods, uh, starches that weren't, we weren't designed to have. And, oh, and then I already said processed, so those were two separate ones. Processed foods, cooking your food. So we want our foods in the rawest form. 
not consuming animal products, so going vegan, but going vegan and still not consuming all these processed, genetically modified, glutinous-like products that are also creating havoc and wreaking havoc inside of our bodies. And then also having it, having the right types of foods going into your body so your body can digest it, it can absorb it, it can utilize it, and you can eliminate properly. And if any of those four systems are broken down in any way, then you're gonna have issues inside of your body and your body will let you know. You can start changing that by having your species-specific diet as a frugivore, eating the foods you were designed to eat, and that's following the natural law. To take the word law off of it, that's just following nature. That's the way we were designed. That's practicing natural hygiene. Hope you all have a beautiful day. Please leave comments below if you'd like to hear some more, and I would love to just share more information. Make sure if you're enjoying this, share it with other people and look forward to coming along again on the next episode when we talk about some of the other components that make up practicing natural hygiene.